What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the brand new Friday edition of Nerd Thug Radio. That's right. It is now super officially the weekend because we are now jamming your 11 to 1 o'clock block on Fridays right here on 104.5, 106.1. So get pumped or get wrecked. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. Is what, that is what we are saying. It's the weekend. We are now the harbingers of your good times or your end times. You know what I'm saying? We're either starting the weekend or ending the week, however you decide to view that. Glass half That's full right. kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, if you don't want to be a positive person, then we're ending the week. But if you are ready to party, it's Nerd Thug Radio. I'm Corey DLG. With me as always, little brother Nico. That is me. And we are doing the darn thing right here on 104.5 and 106.1, the sister stations. We're streaming worldwide all over IRLoneStar.com. We're on Spotify. We're on all kinds of things. We're making some machinations happen behind the scenes. We're about to join one of the largest geek entertainment podcast networking groups. Uh, That'll be good for us. Uh, And we just moved to this Friday block, this Friday lunchtime block. So we are now officially... Your entertainment. That we are. You love, you love a lunchtime block, you know? We do, we do. Um, we Before we go nerdy, we'll do sports, then we'll do some, some political news that is pretty funny to me, and then we'll go nerdy. All right. Um, so the linebacker from Georgia, a potential top four draft pick, um who earlier this season, kind of a sad story. He, well, it's sort of, it's, it's the, te- the story of teenagers, young man, irresponsibility. He's in his early twenties. So I can't really call him a teenager, but anyway, he was, uh, out late racing, uh, got in a wreck and his buddies died, but he lived. Oh, that's tough. And now the state of Georgia has decided to press charges on him. And it's worse. They're not as serious as they could have been. They didn't go for any sort of vehicular homicides or anything like that. So, uh, sadly, I don't think it'll really affect his draft stock any at all. I think he's still going to get taken somewhere in the possibly as high as four or five, depending on, like, there's a lot of rumors swirling that Chicago either doesn't want to keep Justin Fields or if they do want to keep Justin Fields, they want to trade out of that one spot because they don't need a quarterback, and they'll take one of the skilled players somewhere else. So depending on what Chicago decides and what they do, this linebacker could go anywhere from one overall to he is one of the best athletes in the draft. So if if he falls past five, it would be because of these charges. Yeah, and that's really tough. And I think even outside of just the like the charges, like that's still a really tough thing to overcome mentally. And of course, we tell you this every time sports is like half mental. <laughs> it really is. Um, now, I didn't. I guess shame on me a little bit. I didn't look into the story enough to know when the accident happened. I believe the accident happened during the season, though, if I recall correctly. Brutal. So, I mean, he he did keep playing football, and he did played a high enough level to still be the guy that he is. There's just a lot of... It is a sad story, though. He is definitely living 
with some form of guilt, I would imagine, some form of trauma from that, like... And if he isn't, well, I mean, I guess all the better for him, but that's kind of scary. Yeah, yeah that, that makes him a much more, a much, much darker individual if he doesn't have a problem with it. But no, it is, it is a really sad story, and it is... You feel for him a little bit, but you also... There's so many times, now that I'm an, a just a senior citizen, I guess, when you want to shake a young person and just just force feed them the knowledge. Um, definitely something shifts in you as you get a little bit older. I'm now 39, and like it's not funny anymore when I see like the fight videos at high school. Um. Uh, not because, listen, I don't have a problem with getting in a fight. I mean, I don't want to anymore, actually. that's I, I do now. I'm past it. There was a time in my life where that was part of everything that was going on in my life. You know, I I worked as a bouncer at a bar that was known for being violent and just swimming in the toxic masculinity before that was ever even really a thing. And we never even thought twice about it. You just dealt with it and, moved and finished your shift. And it, it was a funny story later. Um... You know, I, I didn't really get in fights in high school. I got maybe in a couple in middle school. I don't. It, it was never really. It just never really came up. I was always. I don't know. Never really had that much of an issue with someone that I was like, "Let's come to blows over this." Um, but also, I I could deal with people in multiple ways. I was intelligent. I can communicate. I can just straight up just bury you with a really good insult. So like, there was about a hundred different ways that I could deal with something. But, like, I was never really the guy who was like, let's do this. But I didn't have a problem with it growing up. But now that I'm older, you, you see, like, the videos where people are fighting or something, and I'm just like, everyone thinks this isn't, like, no one's going to break it up. No one's going to get in there and just be like, come on, guys. Like, this is stupid. Uh, I saw one I, I at least was impressed by. There was a height difference of about a foot and a half between this small, just tiny kid and it, the kid who obviously was too big for his age. But the little kid just gave him everything, man. Just dropped him to the ground and, and knocked him out and you're sad head injuries are bad we're learning that more and more and more every day but it was at least seeing it i was like hey the, the, the little guy's got heart uh <laughs> he's got spunk you get him kid. Got, the guy's got spunk uh but yeah i don't know like i just you just want to shake young people sometimes and be like this is not there's nothing you're doing like it's not worth it's just it. not it's, it's just not worth not it, worth it. Watching, like, 19-year-olds get in fights at a McDonald's because they're stumbling around drunk because they don't know how to behave yet. And you're just like, what are you doing? Like, how is this where it got to for you? Um, Unfortunately, a lot of those stories are just very sad. <laughs> well, a lot of those stories usually begin in with, well, we were drinking and I, I just don't. Just young people just don't know any better. And it's, you just want to, sometimes you just want to shake, like, a whole generation of people and just be like, come on, guys. Um, although I will say one of my biggest pet peeves that I see in all these viral videos, uh, is people turn on a guy after like a woman's hit him like 10 times and he finally punches her back. Uh, there's never a time when it's okay to hit a woman. However, if you're being insulted in public by a stranger, I, I think at some point you have to defend yourself. Yeah, like, someone's hitting you, like... Yeah, I think you at some point... Don't injure are, them, like, don't, like... Don't physically... Again, 
Self-defense and attacking someone aren't the same thing. Exactly. Exactly. Show some but restraint. Like, but, like, you shove someone off and they hit the ground, that's not your fault. They were attacking you. Like, sometimes they show these clips and, like, so, like some woman's just unloading on a guy. And then, like, he makes space or maybe he does hit her with one. And everyone just looks at him like, what is his problem? And I was like, where were any of these people nine seconds ago? Because they they were okay with it, and then suddenly they weren't yeah, okay with it. That's exactly what it was: is they were okay with it the other way. And I do have a problem with that. Like, let's at least carry that water both ways. Let's not let's not be shocked when someone protects themselves. Let's let's at least acknowledge that. Like, okay, did well, did you just defend yourself? Yeah. Wh- what is your problem? Why would you do? Yeah, I got tired of getting hit. Like. <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't want to get hit anymore. Like, believe it or not, that's a pretty human reaction to that. Uh, and if you're and if you're that upset that you now want to interfere, again, nine seconds ago, where were you? Like, you could have stopped this hit before it happened. Man, actions have consequences. You could have fooled me. That is really the thing that I think people get further and further and further away from. The idea that, hey, there are consequences for you doing this. Street racing, for example. Um, There's these videos that are viral of people doing the pits, the circle pits. Like, you know, where they're just, they're doing donuts and intersections and things like that. Uh, And everyone's partying. What is cool about that? Like, tires are expensive. Tires Uh, are expensive. (laughs) Tires are expensive. It's not it's not safe. You see him swerve into the crowd sometime, run people over. There's a video where the one guy gets run over by both cars in the pit. There's another clip where a guy in a truck literally just rams into a car uh, to get it out of the pit so that it can take a turn doing donuts, and then it bursts into flames because it hits something that's on fire. What a legend. Absolute yeah. champion right there. As Again, as though Fashion there were safety. no consequences and i remember being that young in like your brain you don't you don't know how to rationalize it until you're like 25 (laughs) well it it just like it it would be funny because sometimes your brain would catch up to what you're doing but it would be too late like i remember doing stupid stuff and like halfway through the stupid thing my brain would go this is what if we what if we die here and then i'm like we can't Oh, we can die. You're right. That 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 is a thing that, that is, happens that to is people. True. You were correct. We we could die here, and then like it's too late. You're already in it. You're already halfway through. Like just finish. Don't freak out now. You're not gonna make it. Like, <laughs> but it is, yeah. Like a little forethought. Forethought though brings us to rare skill. It it really is. It really is. It brings us to a story that's getting national attention. Uh, I <laughs> So in the state of Tennessee, uh, I didn't know this. Now I have some family in Tennessee. But apparently in the state of Tennessee, they've been overrun by people of the transgender community. They're everywhere. They're, they're, they're coming in waves of 30 to 1,000. Uh, they're crossing the border wall that was built between 2016 and 2020 and just climbing over and yeah. turning entire Land, communities Tennessee <laughs> turning entire communities into transgender people um 
This is obviously all true. No hyperbole. I, I, I can only assume this is the problem because right now in front of the Tennessee state legislature, there's a, there's a law they are about to pass that the Tennessee governor has already promised to sign that is going to, I don't want to get the terminology wrong here. They're calling it an anti-trans, they're calling it an anti-drag queen bill. Um, Texas, go- Tennessee governor vows to sign anti-drag bill as photos surface. So this is the story here. Uh, bill Lee, which of course, of course, that's the governor of Tennessee. Um, he told reporters this week, this is according to the AP, that he plans to sign legislation that would severely limit where drag performances can take place by banning adult cabaret entertainment that is harmful to minors from public property or locations where children might see the performance. Um, there's two issues with this. The first one, when he's been asked... Uh, for specific examples of inappropriate drag shows taking place in front of children in the state of Tennessee, there haven't been specific things pointed out. As a matter of fact, his answer to that question the other day at a press conference was, I think the child, I think the concern is right there in that building, and he pointed at a school. He said, children that are potentially exposed to sexualized entertainment to obscenity, and we need to make sure that they're not. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. So the thing that makes the story great, though, is at this press conference, he was confronted with a photo from his 1977 high school yearbook, where he is dressed in drag. What a champion! This is this. The old adage is remains true. People who be hating on what they are, it's just projecting, homie. Something, something's up. Something specific is very much behind the scenes. Well, I think it's, I think it's super, super telling that this thing, there's kind of this wave of legislation going around the country, specifically focusing on what is a very small minority of people. Um, Literally, like, point percent of the population. And it it doesn't make sense to me. First of all, my view of government is we should do things that help the most number of people at a time. If we circle a problem, like let's say we're talking about health insurance, and we say in the United States there are roughly 400 million Americans and only 180 million of them can afford health insurance, then that would mean there's like 220 that can't afford it. Well, then my answer to that would be let's let's try to find a way to make health care more affordable or let's create some more affordable plans or something, right? I, I would want to try to address the problem for the 220 before I would look to make it better for the 180. Right? I mean, I think that that kind of makes sense. But yeah, I would try and do something to help the smaller or the larger group before I would spend resources and energy on the smaller group. Which so is like, probably how it should work. Is this 
I guess my first question, if I were signing or passing any bill, would be like, is this the biggest problem we can fix today? Um, It'll work like that in politics. No, it really doesn't, because this is... This is like, okay, so this feeds into some kind of weird, like, multi-year narrative thing that's been going on. Uh, this kind of started when when the last guy was in office at president, and the QAnon stuff was like, nine million children are kidnapped every year. And it was like, I, I think that's like one in five kids. Like, that's not a good number. That's wrong. Um... Like, like it's like this globally, means, and you're like, okay, but well, what percentage? Well, no, I don't even think that's. I don't even think that number's globally. Honestly, I think that that's just eight billion sort of people, weird. nine million. Sounds about right. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I I know for sure in in America, it's it's way less than that. Obviously. Yeah, I um, uh, I think the FBI did a crime stat on it like a few years ago, and it I think it worked out to where it was like. In the United States, it was something like two or three a day, so something like two thousand kids were were kidnapped, or or like it's. I think it was like less than fifteen hundred kids a year were kidnapped. Ooh, that number is way a, up, apparently. It's way higher than that. It's almost a million. What is it in the United States? Nope. Approximately eight hundred forty thousand missing each year. Oh, I think you know what I was doing. I think I was doing. Uh, Custodial parent ones. Yeah. I took those out because I think they say something like fifty percent or sixty yeah, percent of custodial estimated forty six uh, four hundred and sixty thousand children reported missing every year. Okay, so yeah, okay, so like actual, actual gone. Yeah, somewhere, so, somewhere okay, like so three hundred thousand. Nowhere close to nine million. <laughs> yeah, nowhere close to like this weird QAnon nine million number. And so I think the three hundred thousand is. Was that a thousand a day across the country? Yeah, and some of these okay. kids they do find. I'm sure that a, a large percentage of them are. Yeah, it's not. This isn't how many stay this missing. Is, this, this is, is how isn't many a get cabal re- of shadow people coming in to try and steal your <laughs> right. kids specifically. Right, and that's sort of the thing, right? Like, so an Amber Alert hits your phone, right? We never get like the "Hey, never mind, we found her" alert. Um, yeah, because that's so, not the worthy alerting people. We want to we want people to panic and then find out, or go, <laughs> and then silence their phone. Right? Yeah, because that's that is what we do now. Um, but it is, yeah. So it is worth noting, though. I'm just laughing at the idea because it is a hundred percent what we do now. It was one of those things they didn't see coming with when they were like, make the cell phones alert people, and they were like, yeah, that's a good idea. And now we're just like, oh my god. Yeah, because they were like, we'll rely on the Good Samaritans to help us. And then it's like 1% of people, everyone in the story goes, oh, did you get the Amber Alert? Ugh, mine's so slow. I think I've had yeah, that conversation weird like, more than I've had any other conversation about that. Well, the first thing I do do when I get one of those, though, is look look at the area that it lists. And for some reason, like... It goes pretty far. At like, least in, so, Like, I get ones from, like, yeah. San Antonio. I'm like, that's, like, four hours. In Dallas. Me. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well... I guess I'll be on the lookout, but I don't feel lucky. Like, I don't like my chances. Also, this, our city's way bigger. Like, if you're, like... Like, oh, thanks. Yeah, I want to see a white Chevy on the Texas freeway. Ooh. <laughs> you're like, that's, you're yeah, describing your no, third car. That's not helpful. Yeah. 
It's different when they're it like, does feel like here's every a car- license plate, here's what you're looking for. It's like, all right, that's at least more substantial. Or like the one where they describe the person in perfect detail. Yeah. They're like, you're looking for Todd, and he has blonde highlights. He's missing a front tooth. And you're like, okay, well, I feel like that's a noticeable guy. Okay. <laughs> I'll be on the lookout yeah, for that. I'll, I'll be on the lookout <laughs> when I'm driving in traffic. That's a lot more helpful than like, I do feel like almost all the car descriptions are pretty generic where it's like, Four-door Honda Civic. Silver and Corolla. Like, well, and you're like, wow, yeah. that narrows it down to a quarter of the city. Yeah. I guess I'll look out for it. Maybe. But I don't... I, so, I just... I don't think that this... I don't think this... this direct, I, listen, if you wanted to be concerned about a thousand children being kidnapped every day, okay, that... Okay, let's talk about that. But what I was trying to say was like, there's this kind of streamline where it started with kids are missing, then it was Democrats are trading them for gross stuff, then it was Democrats are trading them for gross stuff in the basement of a pizzeria in Washington D.C. Uh, and like it, it, it kind of kept going on that path. This weird. It started as this dumb conspiracy theory, and now it's become. Something that half the country is genuinely worried about. It's like a bad game of telephone. And that's honestly just not great for optics nor like getting anything actually done. Because it's like you immediately derail the conversation. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, Okay. They had in a they had a the first meeting for the I guess electuary integrity committee in in Congress. They had their first meeting of that, and one of the people was the Secretary of State for the state of Atlanta or state of Georgia. I mean, from Atlanta. And Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is a member of the House uh, of Representatives from the state of Georgia, she proceeds to tell this man that he that she thinks he's one of the bad guys. That she has no respect for him, that she doesn't understand why he's there. If it's an election integrity meeting, if he's there, it should be elect an election no integrity meeting. Um, Base. Epic she then got proceeds him. to. Yeah, she's. Uh, she then proceeds to like spout off a bunch of things that just aren't true. That never made it. She was like she said something along the lines of. That 20,000 dead people voted in the state of Georgia, and he corrects her. He's like, there were four ballots cast by people who were no longer alive at the time of the election. And she goes, I don't believe that. Well, I... Well, then it doesn't matter what I gonna, say. Yeah, yeah. If you're, He's literally in charge of elections in Georgia. Like, that... It doesn't matter what side you're on. That's a number thing. Like, he can provide you the documentation... And highlight the names of the dead people, and they got to four. You see, and or they got to twenty thousand, one or the other. Yeah, but if you're, problem, if you're not going to yeah. believe them, then it doesn't matter what he says. Right, and the problem also comes from like it's like he can provide every documentation in the world. They can just be like, "Well, you forged those documents." It's like, well, that's we've we've you're playing a zero sum game. You don't care about what's true, and you don't care about what's false. You care about what you think is right and what you think is wrong, which is not going to get us anywhere. Well, and I do think, I think this thing on the broader scale where Republicans keep saying that they won elections they lost, like Carrie Lake, 
apparently is going to bring a case to the Supreme Court in regards to her Arizona election. Uh, Mattress Mac is suing Harris County um, because he says that there were gross irregularities. Now, here's my thing, if I were Mattress Mac. He's, he is putting paid political ads out asking people to call in with their anecdotal stories about being disenfranchised at the voting booths in this latest election. I think I would have had those stories already locked in before I filed my lawsuit. Maybe. However, that's just me. He's though. just adding that's he's just, just adding fire anyways. And also anecdotal stories. Oh, I heard one time that I a guy I knew got denied at the polls. Well, okay, so that's that's one of the things that Marjorie Taylor Greene said. When she was getting into it with this with the Georgia election official, she said my husband went to vote and they told him that he'd already voted by mail and ballot. And he said, I did not vote by mail and ballot. I didn't even request one. And they made him sign an affidavit swearing off the mailed in ballot in order to cast a provisional ballot there at the place. When the, this was in a room where there were media cameras. So the media did hear her say this. When they were when they pressed her on it later, her spokesperson got back to them and said that that people misunderstood the story she was telling. You just didn't understand when I said it in my words. Yeah, you just you just didn't properly understand what I was getting at because it turns out it wasn't actually her husband who had that happen to her. <laughs> so like, it's just this. Again, zero, if you're zero going sum to... game. You get nowhere. You get nowhere. If you never believe someone and you have every every fiber of and your you being make is stuff against up, them, it's right? like you'll never come to a conclusion that's amicable or in reality because it doesn't matter what they say to you. You will always say no. Right. Like if you just make stuff up every the entire conversation and then you refuse to accept the data and the facts when they're given to you, it's sort of like it goes back to there was this there was this kind of this moment when Trump was in office and I was getting all these Facebook arguments and I really have kind of grown out of them honestly. Look at that. I now that, now that you're older you're like, "Man, that was dumb. I wish I could <laughs> No, I don't think it was dumb. I just what I really realized is on the other side of it 4 years later, I don't think I changed any minds. And so No, and you probably didn't because they were just they they had they, they had no interest in changing their mind. They didn't come into the conversation to learn they came in because they wanted to right and and here the thing that would drive me crazy at the time and now i recognize that it just means that there it were it, it's just impossible to really kind of find this middle ground i think because you could show them that what they just said wasn't true but then their next thing would be like where's this article from and be like well it's a study by four colleges but it was published by cnn and they'd be like Oh, please, CNN and four colleges, like, obviously there's a liberal bias. And it says, okay, well, I, I mean, I guess. I, 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 there's that, yeah, I mean, I guess those are probably liberal scientists, <laughs> but, like, what does that have to do yeah. with anything? This is a study about... It's not how a study... Yeah, it's not how studies work, but okay. Uh, <laughs> like, there's just kind of... I, so yeah, when we don't even accept the origin of the information, when we don't accept the reality of a situation, it's the, it's the questioning of legitimacy. When you when you say, "Well, who who told you that?" It's like, 
Well, now you're you don't you don't care. I could save the Martians, and you'd be like, "See, I told you. I knew those Martians were liberal." <laughs> right, and and then it becomes a a game of discredit the messenger more than it becomes a game of how do we solve the problem. Yeah, because no becomes, no steps are taken to to make anything better. You, you can both be like, "You think this is bad," and they're like, "Yes," and you're like, "Okay, so we should do something to change it." Well, I don't want to. Why? Because someone I don't like said that we should change it, so I'm not going yeah. to. It's like, well, what? That was the, that was during the Obama era. That was honestly his biggest problem, and it's why he started writing all these executive orders. Uh, the second half of his term, the Congress and the House were predominantly Republican-controlled, uh, and a lot of the stuff that he offered or, or you know, said he was willing to sign and things into law— they were old Republican era ideas. Like there was a jobs bill that was almost identical to a Reagan era plan that Reagan submitted to Congress that never worked out. Now, Ronald Reagan is during those early, you know, 2010 to 2012, they were talking about how Ronald Reagan was like the perfect Republican, right? So a Ronald Reagan jobs bill seems like something these Republicans would love. Well, they couldn't get behind it because it was Obama who suggested it. Wrong. So it was like handing them everything they wanted, but yeah, they just no, we don't know, we're good. Uh, Or it's or it's like the at the State of the Union when Joe Biden was talking about Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security, and he he said there are some Republicans here today who would like to cut that program. Okay, that statement is 100% true. Uh, there's enough clips on the internet that you can look up on your own leisure of dozens of Republicans saying they want to that they want to get rid of the entitlement programs. The response from Republicans in the House at the time was insane. They were booing him. They were calling him a liar. They were gesturing wildly. No, 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 we don't. Instead of looking around and, and pointing at the 12 of them who are literally on record on television saying entitlements or something we need to address. You know what I mean? Like, it was such an obvious, easy... You, We already know that, like, one of them is a senator from uh, Utah, Mike Lee. There's a clip that leaked uh, almost a year ago where he's promising a bunch of, uh, at a private dinner... A bunch of big donors. He said, my personal mission in Congress is to get rid of Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid. And a bunch of the people at the dinner clap. Now listen, he's a politician. He's campaigning. He's talking to donors. There's no harm in any of that. He's stating his long-term political goal. Well, he's in Congress sitting before Joe Biden. And when Joe Biden says that, he makes the dumbest face I've ever seen of like, no, we don't. It was like a five-year-old. And there's no way he doesn't know that, that clip is viral of him. I mean, it's kind of the only thing he's known for. Wahoo. I love politicians. Everyone's favorite people. And then uh, Senator Rick Scott uh, of Florida, who, by the way... Oh, right. Uh, I, I, one, Rick Scott's one of my favorite people because of like the levels of hypocrisy built into what he does. So when he was a private businessman, he ran one of the largest Medicaid frauds in the history of the United States. Something like $50 million. I love it. 
his company denied all wrongdoing. However, they did make restitution. That's what, that's uh, what, that's what non-guilty people do. Yeah, paying back the money and saying you did nothing wrong is 100% what people do. I didn't do anything and, wrong. How much would you say it was? Here's your money. <laughs> yeah, let me. I, I, can I write you a check? Um, now that he's a senator, and by the way, an important one, he was in charge of deciding where the money went in this last national election. So he, he was said, the guy who was he picking. Said, he said at least $50 million in my bank account. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there were a lot of complaints that the money was mismanaged. Shockingly. I don't know how you put a guy who committed fraud in charge of your money, but I feel like you learned your own lessons there. Um, but there were complaints that he mismanaged the, the war chest because they had a pretty sizable one, but very early in the national election, all of a sudden it was kind of dry. And as Democrats were creeping up and the red wave wasn't really happening, people were like, well, we need to dump a bunch of money in. And he was like, I don't, I don't have any more. And so they They're had like, to go. Right, like, here's tap. the time. Unleash the it funds. Was, yeah. And he goes, "What funds? We used them all. Yeah, we used. Yeah, we unleashed them like a year ago <laughs> into my bank account. Allegedly, allegedly, we we have no facts here. We're this is yeah. banter, banter. But he did, he did submit a plan, a platform. Like for the Republic, a suggestion to the Republican Party of like, here's the ten things we should focus on, and one of them was sunsetting all federal programs every five years, and then if they're important, they'll keep voting them in. Well, that includes Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid. So, again, when Biden says this, everyone knows Rick Scott's plan, and he released it publicly. He his team announced it. He's sitting in the chamber looking around and going, who wants to cut Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid? Not Certainly not <laughs> I, man who declared yeah. publicly to, that I would eventually, as my ultimate cut goal, do Social that. Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid. It's, well, he went on TV and the reporter just got mad at him, like the anchor. They were talking back and forth and finally he goes, well, Senator, it's not a Democratic talking point if it literally is in your plan. You said this. Scott. You did this. Yeah, he, yeah. He's like they didn't. They didn't have to make this up to make this about it. And he was like, finally, he was like, "Well, but it wasn't my intention for those programs to be included in that." Like you oh, could, okay. You and the thing is, is that the thing that bothers me is that there are so many ways to go about it, and they just choose the worst ones possible. Like. Yeah, like you could say like, all right, my ultimate goal is to get rid of them. And then it's like, all right, you know, in retrospect, that was a hasty decision to pr- to praise people that are weren't didn't see the best. Inti- like there's a million ways to talk yourself out of the corner. And they're just like, I didn't say that. It's like, here's you saying it. And it's like, yeah, that wasn't me. It's like, what, what was it? The ghosts? <laughs> like, yeah. Or, but they don't even say it wasn't me the second time. After you show them the clip, they go, well, yeah, but that's really out of context. The liberal media is just showing their bias there. It's like it's the same old rhetoric over and over and over again, right? Yeah, it's not it's, it's not even like it's not they're not even attempting to like fight a decision or something that they made. No one wants to take any ownership of like a position they right. had. Exactly. Like if I'm Mike Lee, yeah, I'm the guy from Utah who wants to get rid of entitlements like Hi, I'm Mike Lee, and I hate giving I hate giving people money. Just say it, like, and just be 
the Mike Lee guy. Like, be that guy. Stand to your principles as you speak them. People will like you more. At least they'll know what you stand for. It's like, uh, man, okay. One of my least favorite people, Rand Paul. Rand Paul, Um, he's going to make anime real. I don't know what that means. It, it It was an old 4chan post when they really liked him. Oh. Oh, yeah. He was beloved by everyone for like. They're like, Rand Paul, the only, the only real politician. We care about Rand Paul. And they're like, I knew it. Rand Paul's going to save all of our sins. Then he was just another hack. Yeah. Now, uh, <laughs> quickly, the rhetoric has changed. Yeah. So, this is many years ago. John McCain's still alive. And there was a submission I keep for so sad. a treaty. It was something to approve a treaty between Paris and the United States and someone else. But it was a grouping of things in opposition to Russians' uh, influence. So it was going to be like some sort of agreement to do something to try and counter Russia's advancements, okay? Mm -hmm. There were 98 senators who all approved this treaty as it was negotiated. And then Rand Paul voted no. But when he did it, he then stopped talking, yielded his time back, and walked off the floor... And John McCain uh, asked for his time, took his time, and just straight up called him out and said that he wouldn't be surprised to find out that like Putin was paying him. That's basically how he kind of said it. He was like, he, he, he literally voted no and then walked out of the room, which leads me to believe he has zero arguments worth presenting for no. He's just voting no, which makes me question his motives is kind of what he said. Um, but like, yeah, like it just blows my mind. Some of these guys who they'll take these terrible positions and then later be like, I never did that. Why would you say that? And not even walk them back. Just like be flabbergasted. Yeah. Just flat out. Like, when did that happen? And then you're like, well, here's the two minute clip of you doing it on C-SPAN because it was aired live to 200 million people on the free cable access channel that's on every network provider. Uh, do you have a comment? And he's like, that's not me. <laughs> it wasn't me. That's, that's, no, that's the... Never happened. Never happened. This is a truly a spin by the liberal media. It's like, here's a yeah. three-hour talk you gave where this is all you talked <laughs> about for 45 minutes. You know, it's really uh, not much of a surprise that with everything going on, that this is the thing you guys want to focus on. Oh, I love that. I love that. Thank you. (laughs) Like, Um, not even doing it well. Like, if you're going to lie to me, do it well. Just lie to my face. (laughs) By the way, uh, also this week, and I guess we could get off politics out of this, but we got on this rant. Marjorie Taylor Greene, she had like a banner week. She said a bunch of dumb stuff this week. Uh, Absolute bangers. I love it. So she was on, I don't I guess she was on a Borders, the Homeland Security Commission, maybe? I don't know, something. Anyway, she's talking about the open borders um, that apparently exist if you're a Republican. And she mentioned, first of all, they, they had a woman there whose children died from fentanyl overdose. And she tried to put it directly that it was Joe Biden's open borders that let this fentanyl in that killed this this woman's children. Except they took the fentanyl and overdosed in 2020. 
three years ago <laughs> when a certain other party was in the White House. Got him. Pranked. I also, can't believe Joe Biden would do this in the future. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe Joe Biden would let Donald Trump do this to us. What is his problem? He can't um, keep getting away with it. When will he stop us from stopping him from stopping us? Um, but then she goes on to list that the, the last year of Trump's presidency was something like 10, 10 million tons of fentanyl was seized at the border. And then the, the next year is under Biden, and it's a bigger number. And it's a much bigger, it's like 15 million tons, not like 11 million, okay? Like, it's a much bigger number. That is her making the case that that's how much more fentanyl crossed the border under Biden. So it's bad that they found more fentanyl. Obviously. I don't even know how you get there. (laughs) It's, It's tough. Like, if I told you, one, well, and this is what's happening at the border. So, this year at the border, they're making record stops. And then somebody goes, yeah, but they're, like, it's an open border. They're not even doing their job. And you have to wonder, like, well, how can they be both? How can it be an open border and they're not doing their job if they're setting records every week, every month? I, like, I have questions. I have questions. <laughs> Is it open or are they stopping people? Yeah, which one is it? Oh, by the way, Ron DeSantis DeSantis, uh, stepped in a big one, I think, and no one's even talked about it, and it kind of blows my mind. So he remember they passed that law where they were going to take over Disney, but Disney has municipal bonds through like 2036 to themselves, technically. Champions, by the way. What's interesting is the way they were set up, they were paying more in taxes to own their own little district than any of the districts around them, right? But when DeSantis signed that thing, the the, the state was going to have to assume all that debt and instantly pay it off. So it was going to be a bill for taxpayer for years to come. Uh, so he amended it. They changed it just last week. So now instead, Disney, Disney World is still its own little municipal facility in Florida, However, now the governor appoints the five-person panel that oversees the municipality. When he was giving the speech, and this is, this is important, when he was giving the speech, he said the era of corporations not paying their fair share of taxes is over. Who does that sound like? Oh, that's a, that's a tough one. I can't possibly think of anyone. Doesn't that sound like a Democratic talking point coming from the super Republican, almost wants to be Trump governor of Florida? I mean, I couldn't possibly know. It it sounds to me like he thinks corporations don't pay enough in taxes. Man. If that's the case then doesn't that make him a Democrat? No, nah, I couldn't possibly be it, Corey. You see, they don't want anything. 
I, I, fair point. Fair point. But he said that, and I was like, I feel like this punches a giant hole in like half of Republican talking points, which is that corporations are job creators. That's why they pay less in taxes. Like the benefits to their society far outweigh the tax implications. Uh, you know what I mean? Like now, all of a sudden, he's concerned about corporations and their tax rate. Like, does that mean he's going to help repeal the Trump era tax cuts, which increase taxes on the middle and lower classes? Couldn't possibly be us. I mean, it seems unlikely. <laughs> um. So that wraps up the, the politics portion of this. There was just a lot going on that I just, I, I was, the Tennessee drag bill, I don't, I don't get, I don't get it anywhere. I don't understand where it comes from. Now I will say this, if there are people doing drag shows in front of children, I think it's valid to at least ask questions about the settings of that. But I'm willing to bet these aren't going to be, like, church-funded events. I'm willing to bet more than likely these are group, like, private groups. Like, I'm going to say these groups, but I don't necessarily think these groups do it. But, like, let's let's say the rodeo hosted a function. They could hire whatever entertainment they want. You know what I mean? And if, if people chose to bring their kids to that, then that is what it is. Um, but I don't, I don't. I don't think that this is one of those situations where these shows are just happening all over the place. Like, I, I, I've never heard of one. Not that I'm plugged in or anything, but, like, you would think it would at least have come up at once. At least somewhere. Uh, right. Like, I mean, you would think, okay, like, in the news today, you know, a drag queen was arrested uh, at a library... For hosting in you know a a chess tournament, I don't know. Like I I, I don't know what the situation is. Chess tournament. <laughs> You're teaching them strategy. Oh, you gotta go. Um, is that an illegal move? I knew it. <laughs> the pawn doesn't move sideways in non-French games. You're you're disqualified. Um, I just I I found it. Odd that this is the national issue. Like, okay, I, I mean, I get that it probably plays well. Like, mom and pops are like, thank God we got those transgender people away from our children. Oh, but I don't know that, like, when were they ever around your children? Aren't they your children? Like, wasn't that something you were, you were, like, you don't know where your kids go? You know what I mean? Like, that really should be something you're thinking about. <laughs> It seems like the party of personal responsibility should trust parents a little bit more about what they choose to do with their children as long as it doesn't, you know, endanger a child. I don't I don't know. I just, it, the whole story makes no sense to me. I it's almost it's almost the same as the the people who are against the gender affirming care therapies like I need to see some data on how many people we're talking about. Yeah, give me the numbers. What's happening here? Yeah, like how many of these shows are really happening on a weekly basis, monthly basis, in any of these states, in in or across America? Then let's talk about what we need to do to fix the quote-unquote problem. <clears throat> um, all right, so there's a lot of other stuff happening. 
Uh, what are some things? Oh, I did something really, really dumb. Now that we just talked about how smart, like, we want politics to be. Yeah, yeah. I just did, I did the dumbest thing last weekend. I hurt myself. Oh, no. <laughs> and the dumbest, just. You kick a wall again? You did that last time. I did, I did. I kicked a wall trying to pee last time. Uh, similar, but very different. Okay, you've you've seen my 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 room and how it's all situated to where the bed is kind of centered against the wall, so it's pretty far from either wall. Yeah. Somehow, in the middle of the night, while I was asleep, and and you know I toss and turn. I'm an active sleeper. Right? That's I think that's a weight thing. We'll see. I don't know. Um. Somehow, in the middle of the night, I come like lunging out of bed and put my knee into the wall. Oh, please tell me you made a hole in your wall. I didn't make a hole, but I shattered one of the little plastic covers. <laughs> like like to cover like an outlet? Yeah. Awesome. Like, ex- like I woke up to the sound of it exploding, and then... Man, you were ready to because throw I was coming down. out of. <laughs> I have no concept of what happened. And then because I was coming out of bed, like, there's nowhere. So, like, I fell down the wall. Uh, like... Like a cartoon character, like, uh, and put a like a serious two inch scrape through my knee, uh, just a long like a piece of plastic that was free from this explosion that my knee committed. Right. And so then I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I woke up sliding down the wall, and I was like, "What?" On earth did I just do? Man, you you were throwing down. <laughs> L- lunged into like, like a Batman knee-to-the-face takedown. And it's a good two feet between the bed to the wall. Like, yeah, I had to, I had to, I had to want it. You had to commit really, really, really hard. It's not something you could do on accident. No, I... From sleep, launched myself at the wall. Man, what I would have paid to watch you do that. I, I gotta tell you, as the guy who was asleep when it happened, super surprising. Super surprising. So I've been limping around the last couple of days. It's finally starting to, like, drain and, like, so it's not, like, just so tight with pressure. But... The first couple of days, my knee was just full on stiff because I decided to put it through a wall. Nice, absolute I, champion of whatever fight you were going to be in, because clearly you scared your opponent off. Yeah, listen, make make no mistake, undefeated sleep fighter Corey DLG here. Undefeated sleep fighter. That's that. That should be. One of the things that goes under my name yeah. when I'm on TV. <laughs> Host of Nerd Thug Radio and undefeated sleep fighter, Corey DLG. <laughs> that's right. If I'm ever in some sort of celebrity boxing or wrestling match, that's one of the things they're going to be yeah, like. Yeah, like you're going to be awake and then they're going to knock you out. And then as you're, as you're unconscious, you get back up and just, just wail on and them. Keep fighting. Yeah, they'll be like, and in the red corner, in the blue trunks... 
local radio personality and undefeated sleep fighter of the world, Corey DLG. And I'm like, yeah. And then, and then they play Enter yeah. Sandman. That would be really funny. I'm here. They play it like, like for my sleep persona to enter. Yeah, see, I've, I'm already, I'm already on the cutting edge. I'm here. First round, the guy just drops me, but that's his problem yeah. because now I'm asleep and now I'm coming for now him. Now you got to deal with Sleep Corey. What if Sleep Corey was like the world's greatest fighter? I mean, <laughs> judging by the raw damage. For a moment, only momentarily. Like, think of how fast you did that, right? Oh, I mean, I never even... You know how, like, when, you fall, when you're, like, falling or something, you, you wake to that? Yeah. No, literally what woke me up was, was, was the sound of the plastic breaking and me connecting into, like, full front into the wall. That's what I mean. Like, the speed... Like, it'd be like he's yeah. not that fast. And then, like, as soon as you're out, you're just, like, hands, <laughs> knees... Fast as you can see. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I I don't have a good explanation for for why it happened. I I just know that it did. <laughs> I like to imagine, <laughs> like I know it's not how the Power Rangers work, but I imagine like what if they like, the Power Rangers every time they went to like their Ranger forms, they like fell asleep. <laughs> like, oh man! Every time they're driving this night ahead, it's like, no, dog, you were fighting, you were fighting, yeah. <laughs> you were fighting Lord Zed in your sleep. So, there was a character in Marvel called Sleepwalker, but it wasn't that he would do it in his sleep. It's that when he slept, there was like a, a like a parrot, like a sleep demon that inhabited his dreams that was free to walk the earth, like an alien or something. So, like, it could only fight crime and help people while the main character was asleep. So, like, in one of the big crossovers, like Infinity War or something, Sleepwalker wanted out because he was on one team and his host was on the other. So he drugged the morning orange juice. What a genius. So when he went to drink it, he literally passes out in his own kitchen for like 14 hours straight. Like what happens if he just dies? Do they both cease to exist? I don't know. I don't remember if they ever got that far. It was a 90s character. That sounds very 90s. It was. It was super 90s. He has a hero click that does exist. Yeah, that's right. There's a couple, I think, actually. And one of them is from one of the champions. More than one? Insane. He sounds like one of those yeah, characters I, that would only get one. <laughs> the the weirder thing to me is just like... Because I think it was like one of the you, world champion pieces. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. The Like, other than me, there's probably no one else who could be the sleepwalker. Yeah. If I were to gamble on anything, it'd be that. But, like, that is my superpower, to be able to fall asleep, like, whenever I need to immediately. Yeah, instantaneously. You can declare it, which is impressive. <laughs> and speaking of that, we are going to declare a break. We're going to take a few minutes. When we come back, you're coming up on the 12 o'clock hour of the two-hour block of Nerd Thug Radio. We'll be right back, so you stay tuned, listen to these messages, and then come hang out with us for one more hour 
of the greatest show this afternoon.